following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. What's going on? Come on, how's my church family doing today? You're doing pretty good. That's okay. Snow still got a few of you frozen, but uh, man, it's so good to see you today. What an honor it is to have you in church. Come on, we know, we know that this um, this last week has been. I don't even know how to describe it truthfully. You know what's what's funny? Did you notice for the people that had power, like at the beginning of the week, especially the people that had young kids, how much fun the snow was? Like pictures in the snow with kids, like, whoa, you know, just dance. Like, it was amazing. But then, like, day three, it got really, really old. Like, all those cute pictures stopped because power stopped and water stopped. And y'all all got really smelly because showers stopped. But on a serious note, we know that most of us in this room were greatly affected in some way. Um, I've, I've had people from, from all over our city, friends that have texted me, some that, that made it through unscathed without, without losing electricity or water or anything, and then some that have in the hundreds of thousands of, of dollars worth of damage done. And uh, it is, uh, I want you to know that we're praying for you, and we're here. This is what the church is about, is about brothers and sisters unifying together in moments of need like this and saying, hey, how can I help you? What can I do to be a blessing during this season? And so I encourage you to reach out to the people that you love, and if you can help, help. Do what you can. And I'm also just thrilled to, to report to you that because of your, your faithful generosity and in sowing into the kingdom of God, that yesterday, because of your giving, we were able to provide 400 meals to people in need that, that needed some food yesterday. Yeah, that's because of you. That's because of your faithful giving. And we, we honor you today, whether that was, we called it through the Christian Live drive through line where people came through yesterday or um, a senior citizen living area that was low on supplies, we were able to bless them. And then a, a homeless camp down the road, we were able to take some food to them. And that is all because of your faithful giving. And we are, we're honored um, that you would call Christian Life Austin home. And today we are, we're going to dive into uh, a brand new series that I'm really excited about. We, we're simply calling it Till Death Do Us Part. Till Death Do Us Part. Can you, can you guess what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, it is still February. It's love month. Some of y'all got off the hook last Friday or last Sunday with Valentine's because of um, the snowstorm that blew in, but we're going to bring it right back up. We're, st- <laughs> we're going to make you take your wife to dinner. You're not getting off the hook, all right? If, if you haven't bought a present, you can still go do something. We're, we're going to bring it. Don't worry. We're not letting you off the hook that easy. But isn't it amazing, really, that, and you don't have to look far. You look to your left or to your right or up or down or people you know in your neighborhood that relationships in this day and age are failing. Marriages are crashing. Um, and, and once again, it's not, it's not outside of your sphere of influence. It's within people that you know really, really well. Some of you are, are walking through it at this present time. And I just, I got to tell you today, this isn't some super spiritual quote or, or thought, but I just believe that God has something better in store for his children. 
Come on, do you believe that today? That God's got, he's got something better when it comes to marriages and relationships than what many of us in this room have made it. And I'm excited over the next couple of weeks that we get to dive in and just kind of look at what a God-honoring relationship would look like. And so we're gonna do, we're gonna do a couple of things today. We're gonna look at, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk to people that are not yet married maybe young adults that are looking to get married at some point in their life. And, and what we wanna do over the next couple of weeks is just impart to you some biblical wisdom to where you don't say, you know what, I wish I knew then what I know now, you know, 10 years from now. Uh, we, we want you to know it now so that, so that you can get it right the first time and that you can honor God in your relationships and in your marriages. And then for those of you that are already married, we wanna reestablish and we wanna strengthen, we wanna tie the knot that you tied many years ago even tighter. We wanna reestablish some biblical principles in your life so that you can have the God-honoring relationship that our Heavenly Father has designed for us to have. And I, I, enjoy, I enjoy starting with questions. And so we're gonna, we're gonna start with the question today and we're gonna start with the ladies. Don't raise your hand yet. I'm gonna give you a chance to raise your hand in a moment, ladies. But... I'm curious, how many of you, when you were just perhaps even a little girl, you fantasized one day about having the perfect wedding with the perfect guy, living in the perfect house, and you already have named your perfect children 20 years before you have had them. See, if that's you, ladies, could you just slip your hand? We're not judging. I just want you to see that you're in good company today. Yeah, if you're online, come on, wherever you're watching from, throw me that, throw me that hand in the air emoji. Let us see that you're in the same camp. We know that's true because that is the dream of, of young girls. I, I see it in my young girls, and they're... They're too young to be thinking about that. We're gonna be praying for them after service. Every one of you are gonna help us. <laughs> Men, I would imagine that um, your dream was probably a little bit different than that, but we're gonna leave it right there. We're not gonna go into to talking about that. But the truth, the truth is we all have expectations about what relationships and marriages should look like, but isn't it true that in this day and age, it appears as if most of those expectations go unmet or they're different. The marriage that you're in is actually different than what you expected it was going to be before you jumped into it. And um, the statistics are scary. You know them just as well as I do, and they vary based upon what survey or study or book that you read, but, but somewhere around 50% of marriages end in divorce. Y'all, that's insane. That is crazy. Those numbers are so high that it's almost hard for me to, to, to wrap my brain around. Think about it, in any other area of your life, if it was something that you valued, something that you loved, that had a 50% chance of failing, you would do everything in your power to protect it. You would do everything in your power to make sure that it did not end in failure. But when it comes to relationships, when it comes to marriages, so often we neglect the, the most important thing that God has placed in our life, and that is your husband or your wife. But if it were anything else, right, you would, I don't know, if it was your business, ooh, right? If it was, if it was that, that new car, that new truck that you bought, no, you're going to, oh, no, 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 you stay away from me. 
Let me say it this way. Let me see. This is how my brain works, and it doesn't make much sense sometimes, but this is how I'm going to relate it to you. If there was a 50% chance that when you walked outside to take your trash can to the curb, that you were going to get attacked by a pterodactyl, (laughs) you would walk out every single time you're dragging that trash can in full body armor. You would have a sword and a spear and you would be kicking because you would be fully prepared because you know that half the time you're going to get attacked. And yet, 50% of marriages are ending in divorce, but so often we choose not to work on them. We choose to hide behind everything's going to be okay if we just don't discuss it and don't talk about it. And the truth is it's not if we don't work on it. But that's why, that's why over the next few weeks, we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna work on it. So, so here's our thought for the next few weeks in this series. How do we get from road tripping to the rocking chair? Right, because when you're, when you're young and free and in love and you're just married, like you can pick up and go whenever you want. Like, let's go, baby. Where you want to go? Where you want to go eat? Like, I don't know. The last time I made that statement to my wife, I'm like, kids, where do you want to go eat? <laughs> but when you're young, you can, ju- you can jump in the car and just drive for miles. But how do you make it from that moment to when you're 85 years old? sitting on the back porch of your house, holding hands with the man or the woman, your spouse, that God put in your life, how can you get from road tripping to the rocking chair? How can you and I make it till death do us part? And I think it starts with a common belief, this common notion that perhaps we're we're taught in our world today that we, we need to deal with because you're taught this from a very early age from Disney princess movies or fairy tales or love stories. And it's this notion that to really be fulfilled in life, to really be happy and fulfilled in your life, I gotta meet the one. I gotta meet the one. Wow. Can't wait till I meet the one. I've been looking for the one. I've been searching for the one. I can't seem to find the one. I, I want to find to really be fulfilled. When I find the one, oh, that's when I'm really going to be happy. That's when I'm really going to be just, I'm just going to smile all the time. I'll just walk around. Oh, man. When I, find, when I find the one. And what I'm hoping for today is that many of you, especially if you're not married, that you would have a perhaps different perspective and you would start using different language and start thinking a different way that instead of saying to really be fulfilled in life, I need to meet the one. Oh, oh, girl, I just met the one. He is so cute. He is so sweet. He got a job. Oh, (laughs) instead of Instead of saying things like that, here's what I want you to stay, say instead. What if you started making statements like this? I think I, think I just met the two. Yeah. Now, I know that sounds weird, and I know you're like, what in the world are you talking about? I, baby, I think, girl, I just, I just met the two. <laughs> Mama, you'll never believe I met the two. 
And why, why, why would we say this? It's very simple, and you already know where I'm going, because God is your number one. And your spouse or your future spouse is your number two. Even Jesus would be very clear about this when he would say, what's, somebody would ask him, what's the most important commandment? And he said, above anything else, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. God is first. And then he says this, love your neighbor as yourself. God first. God first. People Second, to really have a marriage that honors God, here's what we choose to do. We choose to put God first in our relationship, and then we put our spouse second. Now, I know that's hard to digest because we've been searching for the one. I've been looking for the one. The one. Only, only prerequisites. you got to have a job. That's it. What if you started looking for the two? So let me, let me talk to those of you that are not married in the room today. If you're not married, just do me a favor. Would you just slip your hand up in the room? All right, everybody, look around. Look around. I'm just kidding. No, don't be weird. We're in church. That's weird. Y'all are crazy. Okay, what... What if, what if we started thinking in a different mindset? For those of you that hope to be married one day, what if this was the language that you used? I will seek the one while he's preparing me for the two. What, what if that was the way that you started thinking, that, that above all else, I will seek the one while he's preparing me for the two, I remember having a conversation. I, I just, Cassie and I had just gotten married. Uh, so this was probably 13 years ago or so. Been married maybe a, a year. And this, this guy that was much older than me came up asking about just relationship. I didn't, don't ask me that early. I don't know nothing about relationships. I'm trying to figure it out. We just got married. I have, I have no clue. She don't like the way I put the toothpaste. She don't like where I put the sew. I'm t- I don't know. You're asking me, but, but I remember he, he asked me this question and he said, Brad, how come God won't bring a woman into my life that loves God, that has the same values as I was taught when I was young, that wants to go to, to church? And once again, I didn't know anything, and I had no business saying what came out of my mouth next, but I wouldn't even call it the Holy Spirit. No, no, no. This was just pure, like, what are you doing? I looked at him, and I said, why in the world would God send a woman that you're describing, a woman like that, who loves and fears him with everything that she has into your world, when you're just going to ruin her in the first 30 seconds of y'all's relationship? Why would he send you an angel of, like, of a woman when you living like the devil? I don't, once again, I told you, I don't know that that was the Holy Spirit. That was. But it's so true. What if you were seeking the one while he's 
preparing you for your, your two become. I like this statement. I read this and I want to pass it along. It's not original with me, but, but if you're a single adult in the room, what, what if this was your mantra? What if you started becoming the person that the person you're looking for is looking for, right? Like what, what if you become the person you're looking for is looking for? What if you start working on you instead of searching for number one out there because that's what we're taught? What, what if you become that person that they're looking for? I'm gonna live for God. I'm gonna show up to church. I'm gonna be in my word. I'm gonna have a close relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'll seek the one while he prepares me for my two. So how do you make it? From road tripping to the rocking chair, what if this was your declaration for those of you that are married, that God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second? And it's not too late. If you haven't gotten this right, you can start getting this right today, that God will be your first priority and your spouse will be your second. And this comes from Genesis chapter, chapter 2, verse 20. In, in the context of, of this passage of Scripture, Adam uh, was living and there was no suitable helper found. And so God said, this, this is not a good thing. And so he puts Adam into a deep sleep and he takes a rib out from him. And, and when he created Eve and when Adam saw her, he, he said, whoa, man. And that's how she got her name. Not really, but, but that's... That was, see, that was like a, a pre-written joke that I had in my notes. And y'all did much better than the first service, guys. They didn't even laugh. I almost took that out of my notes because they were like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But thank you for laughing. The Bible continues to say this. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. They become one flesh. The word leaves here comes from the root Hebrew word azav, which means to loosen or to relinquish. So in other words, when you're growing up, your priority earthly relationship is with mom and dad. They take care of you. That's who you honor. That's who, that's who you respect, right? That's where your love is, is to, to mom and dad. But when you get married, it shifts. Your number one earthly relationship is to your spouse. But here's the problem, and we're so good at this, that we like to, this is just kind of natural in us. We like to to idolize and demonize. Idolize and demonize. Let, let, let me kind of break this down to where you understand what I'm saying, especially you see this a lot in, in dating relationships, the, the idolizing part, right? Oh, some of y'all on a date right now. You, this church is a great place to bring a date, but y'all about to get real squirmy in your seat. <laughs> not really, not really. But in a dating relationship, when you're Searching for the one, we idolize. Oh, they are so sweet. Ah. I mean, they're just so amazing. I don't think they've ever done anything wrong. You're so perfect. You're everything I've ever wanted. Ladies, you make statements like, he's so laid back. He's so chill. He's so relaxed. I mean, just go with the flow. Just whatever I want. Yeah, we're, yeah, oh, yeah. But then you get married and you demonize him. He is a lazy bum. He will not take the trash out. Yeah, but like an hour ago, he was so cool, he was so chill, he's so relaxed. Yeah, you're too relaxed, get off the couch. When you're searching for the one, 
when you're looking for the one we idolize and demonize, gentlemen, she's so organized. Everything is so neat and so clean. She's so driven. She's amazing. And then you get married. You're so driven and you are driving me crazy right now. What is happening? I need to be set free from you. See, this is the mindset, though, when we're searching for the one. When we've given them the title of the one, we idolize and we demonize. And here's the problem, is that you're asking your spouse to meet a need that they were never designed to meet in the first place. You're asking them to meet the need of the one. Your spouse was never created or designed to meet the need of the one. They can never meet the need that only God was intended to meet. God was always intended to be your number one and your spouse your number two. If you're in the room today, if you're watching online and your marriage is struggling, I'm not, I'm not talking about the, the little arguments that happen. For, I'm talking about there is something going on major in your relationship. This is not a prophetic word. This is common sense because I've seen it play out so many times that I can almost guarantee you that the root cause is this, is that you're not putting God first. That you've put other things first along the way. Success, money, things, stuff, other people, climbing to the top. You, God hasn't been the priority in your life. Maybe you've even put your spouse first, but, but see, it doesn't even work the way that you think it should work when you don't put God first because there's still something missing. So I have a feeling if you're struggling mightily today, I wonder what would happen if from this moment forward, you, you two made a commitment that said, listen, we're gonna put God first in this relationship. We're gonna put him above the business that we own, above every other thing that we've got going on in our life. And just see what happens. You want your marriage to grow? Serve him together in church. Come to church together. Pray together. Read the word together. I know it sounds so cliche and you would expect a pastor to say something to that extent, but we don't say it just to say it. We say it because it works. It's the truth that if you open God's word together, if you pray for each other every, I'm not talking about four hour prayers together. You can do that, but I'm saying what would happen in your relationship is if you're going, when you're going to bed at night, what if you just grabbed her hand and you just spoke a word over her? Lord, right now, I want you to bless my wife. Give her an amazing day tomorrow. Let her know that what she's doing is working, that she is, she is the best wife that you could have ever brought. You know how much that would do for your relationship, something that simple? I'm telling you, we do things spiritually together. That's how you, you see your marriage grow and increase. And it's not always bad things that tear marriages apart. It's often good things that are in the wrong place in your life. Prioritize. God's got to be first and your spouse can then be second. So, so here's our big idea that I want you to understand today. It's so simple, but it's this. How do you get 
from road trips to the rocking chair, very simple, protect the priorities. Protect the priorities in your lives. It's so easy. And I'm gonna say something that's gonna make some of you upset and that's okay. You can throw tomatoes at me, I'll catch them. And I'll throw them back, okay. Do not, do not be child-centered in your marriages. Don't be child-centered in your relationship. Hear me, children are important. And two of my kids are sitting in this room and they understand this, that there's nothing in this world that is much more important than my kids. But the mama that's sitting next to them, that's my wife. You don't talk back to mama. Not because you got to be a good kid, because that's my wife. You ain't talking to to my wife that way. You ain't going to treat her that way. That's my wife. That's the woman that God brought into my world. Don't put your kids front and center in your marriage. They're a gift, but you got to prioritize your marriage over your children. One of the best ways that you can be a blessing to your children is to strengthen your marriage. You want to be a blessing to your kids. I know you want to take them to practice. I know you want to get them all over and get them the very best. But can I tell you, above all of that, strengthen your marriage. I'm telling you, it will bless your kids in ways that you cannot even begin to comprehend. Let me say it this way. Children are a temporary assignment. Unless you have a millennial, then they may live with you till they're 35, but just kidding. I'm joking. Kind of. Children are a temporary assignment. But your spouse, your spouse is going to be the one sitting with you in that rocking chair when you're 85, not your kids. And here's what happens if you make your, your relationship child-centered. 20 years down the road, your kids move out. And you're going to look at that. Did we get married? Are you? Man, I was so busy going to sports and taking to school and trying to, to make sure the kids had everything. Do we really, do we used to love each other? There will be no intimacy. You will not recognize the person who you've been married to because you've been so focused on your kids. And trust me, this does not mean that you don't love them and care for them and change their diapers and, and play taxi to everything. No, 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 that's all possible. But that can't come in front of prioritizing your relationship with your spouse. God is number one. Your children are not number two. Your spouse is number two. You want your children to succeed in marriage. Show them what a God-honoring marriage looks like. Hey, and I've got good news for you. 
Maybe you didn't get it right the first time. It's okay. If God brings somebody else into your life, guess what? Show them what a God-honoring marriage looks like. Your kids are in God's hands. Let me tell you, let me just give you, let me give you that peace today. That your kids are in God's hands. For those of you that, that may not have, have gotten this right the first time, I want you to know that the God that we serve can bless your children, can be with your kids. Come on, do you believe that today? Amen. I believe it. If you want your children to succeed in marriage, show them what a God-honoring marriage looks like. We pray together. We go to church together. We serve together. We're seeking to live out his word together. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to be active in our lives. And we work hard to protect the priorities. Gentlemen, I want to charge you for just a moment as I hasten to a close. I want to charge you to take responsibility to protect the priorities because you're a natural protector. It's just in you. It's who you are. Every, every man in the room, you're a natural protector. Think about it this way. You're laying in, in your bed in the middle of the night and somebody breaks into your house. You fling back the covers. You're in nothing but your whitey tidies and your white tube socks. You go walking down the hall doing karate, knocking anybody out. that tries to get into your house because you are a natural protector. I thought I was gonna rip my pants. I got nervous, kicked a little higher than I anticipated. I think I pulled a hammy. You're a natural protector. Paul says in Ephesians chapter five, Husbands, here's your calling. Love your wives. Love them. Serve them. Honor them. Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and did what? Gave himself up for her. Come on, you die for anybody that you love. Husbands, you know you would. If that happened, you would do whatever just as Christ gave himself up for the church. Protect the priorities at all costs. What does this mean? It means that we keep God first. It's not something we say, it's something that we do. We don't just talk about it, we actually live it out and we walk it out in our lives. We are people of the church. We're people that serve in church. We're, we're daily in God's word. We're modeling this for our children. Community is a part of who we are. We're in life groups together. We let our children see how important this is to us. God is our Priority. So practically speaking, how do, we, how do we protect the priorities? We go on a date night. Some of y'all looking at me like, Brad, I ain't got no money for that. <laughs> she got expensive taste. They didn't have to be expensive. Let me say it this way, and I'll, I'm going to get all up in your business again. And I, I like to get up in your business because I like it if somebody gets in my business. So I'm going to say it this way. If you're lazy, you'll make an excuse. But if you love, you'll make a way. Yeah. 
And it doesn't have to cost $100 to go out and eat and go on this extravagant date night. That's not even what I'm, it doesn't have to cost you a dollar. Two weeks ago, right before Snowmageddon hit, It was a Friday night, and I remember it was a Friday night because I don't know why, it's just a tradition that our, our kids have picked up over the years, but they all like to sleep in the same room on Friday night. We let them sleep. We've got bunk beds in a room, and so they all pile in there. Cass and I hadn't been out. I said, hey, we got to do something. We got we to we hang out. And so we, a house we bought 10 years ago came with a hot tub. I cranked that bad boy up. I heard a woof. Over here, somebody, thank you for that. <laughs> but the problem is when you have young kids, you're terrified that they're going to wake up and they're going to come out of the room not knowing where you are and they're screaming, mommy, daddy, and they can't find you. And so this is an obstacle. So I'm like, how, how can we do this? Well, thankfully, two of our kids can read. So I was like, baby, we're going we're gonna to make a way for us to just do something different instead of just sit on the couch or whatever, go to bed. We just need to hang out. So I got a piece of notebook paper, and I wrote on it, I said, kids, mom and dad are in the backyard, love mom and dad. And I put it right outside the door of the room that they were sleeping, and in case they opened the door and walked out, they would at least know where we were. Why? Because love makes a way. Do we always get it right? No. Do we try? Yeah. Because love makes a way. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Come on, marriages and relationships are are failing at an astronomical rate. Don't be lazy. You got to fight for the things that you love. And he or she is worth it. I'm telling you, if God has brought them into your life, they are worth it. Fight for the priorities. Protect them at any cost. Would you stand with me? Why do we do all this stuff? Because love makes a way. Love makes a way. But hear me. You will never be fulfilled in life if you don't know the one. I know, I know you've been searching for the one. That's what society has, has taught us. But you got to find the one. No, no. You will never be fulfilled until you know the one. And once you know the one, and he's preparing you for the two, and once you you have your priorities in place, and you know that God is number one, and my spouse is number two, then you can fully be happy. And some of you in this room, listen, you have good marriages, and I'm telling you, they can be better. Some of you in this room have never put God first. You can do that today in this moment. You can make that commitment that says, Lord, from this day forward, I give you every aspect of my life. My marriage may be pretty good. We're not just hanging on by a thread. We're doing okay. I got good news for you. You put God first in your life, your marriage is going to get better. I'm just telling you, it's the way way it works. So if you're sitting by your spouse today, here's what I want you to do. You can hold hands because you live in the same house and I don't get in trouble for COVID. (laughs) Why don't you grab your spouse by the hand? 
And I want to pray over you. If you're at home watching online and your spouse is with you, why don't you reach over on the couch and just grab their hand. Lord, right now, God, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for every marriage that is represented in this room today. God, and I know every marriage is different. And I know that every marriage fights its own battles. And every, every relationship in this room struggles with different things. And I pray right now. Lord, we know how important relationships are to a family and to life. And so we, we wanted to take several weeks to just preach about the importance of loving the people right that you've placed in our life. And so I pray that you would do that today. Lord, if there has been joy lost, I pray that they would seek you first. And it's amazing the joy that comes, that they would seek you first and they would find the peace that they're looking for because their spouse can never fulfill what you are only designed to fulfill in their life. Lord, we will seek you first. Bless them today. Bless them today. For those in this room that have never made Jesus the Lord of their life right now. God, we commit our hearts to you. If you've never done that, you can do it right now. Lord, I give you everything. Lord, I'm so grateful for what you've done. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for coming out of that grave. I receive your love today. I accept your love today. I want you to be the Lord of my life. From this day forward, you will be number one. And then me and my spouse, we're going to get it right. She's going to be my number two. He's going to be my number two. Bless us today, Lord. Help us today. We need your help. We need help from heaven in our relationships. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said amen. 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 Now listen, here's your homework. I like to give homework out. As you're leaving today, come on, walk out. You can hold hands with your spouse. It's okay. Every, every, every married couple should be walking out of here holding hands. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to walk out holding hands. I want you to go home. I want you to make macaroni and cheese because the oven doesn't work. That's the only thing you got in the pantry because you ain't been to H-E-B because they ain't got nothing left either. But I want you to, to love your spouse today. Treat them, treat them a little extra special today. Say some things that maybe you've been wanting to say but didn't know if it kind of gotten awkward because you hadn't said them in a long time. Come on. Come on, say those words today. Express your heart to them today. We love you guys. What a fun Sunday. Thank you guys for being such an amazing audience today. We're excited. Church, Wednesday night, Pastor Johnson will be preaching. Come on, you're not going to want to miss it. God bless you. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Do your homework. I promise it'll be good. And we'll see you next week.